I'm going to be probably needing some of that water at some point. Well, you're not going to get a lot of it because this is my special moon charged water. Do you know that? I don't, but I'm going to let you have your moon charge. Oh, he's getting it. Are you curious about my moon charged water? Yes, I think that should be the first topic <laughs> of moon charged water by Alyssa Tabbitt Smith. Um, well, let's hop into it. We have a lot of fun stuff it. to talk about today. Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and you want to like the page, Benji's all for it. Uh, you can do that as well, which would be great. And if you're uh, listening on a platform like iTunes, you want to leave us a five-star review. If you think we deserve it, that would be even amazinger. More amazing. <laughs> More amazing. Or amazing. Or I think the same thing at this point. Everyone gets it. We've been putting up content now for almost four years. And we couldn't be doing what we love without your support. So thank you very much for tuning in every single Wednesday, checking out our podcast. Um, today, we have a sponsor. I'm going to give you a guess. You know what the sponsor is? Three, two, one. Let's do it. Today's sponsor is Lugs. Let's head back to the golden age of the 90s. That was when the fun and stylish Lugs brand first found its footing as a leader within the footwear and fashion space. Fast forward to today and Lugs is crushing it, offering a full range of stylish footwear for the entire family. With the holidays coming up just a couple months away, let's start our pre-holiday shopping. Oh my goodness, the pre-holiday shopping is already here. <laughs> You can do that by heading to lugs.com, that is L-U-G-Z.com, to find the most versatile and stylish boots and canvas looks. The amazing news, we have 30% off for you. You can use the code for any full-priced item on lugs.com. So again, that's for full-priced items. And if you use the code FreddieAlyssa30 at checkout, you will receive 30% off your order. So again, you can head to Lugs, L-U-G-Z dot com and use code FreddieAlyssa30 at checkout for 30% off. <laughs> Thank you, Lugs, and happy early shopping to all of you. We have another gift to purchase now on our list, on our Santa list. <laughs> because we have a new addition to the family. We do. It's kind of perfect that I'm wearing my auntie hat today because this morning our niece was born. Mama and baby are healthy and happy. And I'm not going to share any details just yet. You have to leave it to the mom. I guess the mom can be the one to announce first. <laughs> I don't think she's really announced the name of the baby, what the baby's weight was, nothing about it. So I guess we'll wait for my sister Brianne. Big baby. Big baby. Big baby. We'll say quite a relief for my sister not to be carrying that. Big baby. <laughs> Beautiful baby though. You know what's Beautiful funny? Beautiful and big she baby. She looks like she's about three months old already. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, she... Uh... Uh, she looks really healthy and glowy. She's got a great glow on her skin. I was really looking at everything. Yeah. It's crazy. She looks like she's about to take her first steps. <laughs> we got a toddler on her hand. That's what even our brother-in-law said. He's like, say hello, hello to the toddler yeah. or whatever. So it's I forget what he said. He made a really funny joke about it. But but yeah, um, everything went smooth. Um, her parents are uh, in New Jersey right now, so they're all together, which is wonderful. Yeah. And so now the family just got bigger, and now you know, in the next couple months, the family's going to be here in Florida, yes. so we can all be together. So that's our goal. 
if we can have the two little ones uh, and and our, our sister and brother-in-law all here with her parents who already live here for the holidays, that would be awesome. Amazing. So things are looking like that's going to happen. And uh, now they just have extra cargo. Now they've got extra cargo, but oh, such precious cargo. I cannot wait to squeeze her. And it's interesting because obviously due to the pandemic, they're at the situation where it's only one visitor per day. So if someone goes tomorrow to go and see uh, the baby and my sister, it only can be one person. So it's like, will my mom or dad go or will Jim, our brother-in-law, go back? You know, how do you handle that? The husband that? counts as a visitor? Yes. Isn't that so naughty? I mean, I get it. I get it. I do. But I would understand if the husband was able to stay every day. Right. No, he's because the visitor. So he has to give up a day. Yeah. Well, our parents would be screwed because we wouldn't give up a day. <laughs> Never, baby. We wouldn't give up Never. a day. You know what I would do? I would dress up as a doctor. <laughs> and I would just like carry a clipboard and have a stethoscope. And just not pronounce it, of course, because that would give me away. And I would just like walk around and I would just say, you know, hey, I would just like kind of look into rooms, knock, and then kind of like just fiddle with the clipboard, maybe give a thumbs up to the family. Security will and come up to be, you and go, sir, this is not Grey's Anatomy. Well, what I would do is have a zipper in the back or Velcro, and then I would rip off the doctor uniform, and then I'd be security. Wow. So I would Plan be able to go back out. and forth. Um, or I could just stay home and allow family to go. Family to go. So I have many options. But Either way. by the time we have a kid, hopefully there won't be any more restrictions know, and everyone can I just, know. you know, do But that. isn't it crazy how back in the day you would find out about the birth of a baby through a phone call? Um, maybe if you decided to do a mailer, I mean, I'm talking a really long time ago of like, oh, this is our newborn, like a little yeah. postcard. But now it's social media. Yeah. It's like, if you don't post, how will people know? Word of mouth? Talking on the phone? What's that? You have to call everyone. <laughs> the baby's here. I feel like everybody had, like my one of my best friends, um, uh, one of my best friends, Brett, he is uh, a dad now. And I feel his original date was October 16th mm -hmm. because that's my dad's birthday. So I remember being like, oh, okay. Aww. But... His son came, I want to say like end of September. I don't know the exact date, but What's end of September. Name? Eddie. 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 What a good name. As uh, George Carlin always says, Eddie. That's a great name. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, it's super cute that, that like all of our like friends, friends and, and family, family are having, are having kids. And I told my, I told my friend, I, I was like, uh, he's like, yeah, Eddie's, you know, healthy. Things are going well. And I said, how's it feel? And he goes like a normal baby, soft. <laughs> And uh, he's a jokester like that, but uh, but yeah, he <laughs> says it's, it feels like that? really great. It's just like interesting seeing parents now because until our friends and contemporaries and like relatives that are around our age started having kids, it now puts almost a new definition of parent because mm -hmm. the only thing that meant parent to me growing up was my parents who are 30 years older than me. So it always seemed like an older thing. And now that people younger than us, our oh, age, yeah. around our same age are now parents, it, you just realize that it's the it's the biggest deal, but like also no one changed. Right. Like everyone's the same. Like you think they're gonna have this. Like they're just like yeah. Like they're just everything's the same. They yeah. just have a baby now. Oh my gosh. But in my mind, I always thought it was gonna be different. You know, I saw this TikTok yesterday, and it was this really young couple. They were 14 years old, 
and she got pregnant they had the baby and she has made all of her TikToks around being like a teen mom and whatnot and it's just such an interesting story because people will ask oh you know what do you do differently and she goes we do everything that parents do we just happen to be younger and because they're young i mean they're older than 14 now they're probably like 16 maybe 17 but they have to live with their parents until they're 18 because i guess that's the law perhaps she said something Maybe. like that. So it's just interesting. You know, it doesn't matter what the circumstance looks like. You know, parents are going to parent, right? Like nothing changes. When we have a baby, we're going to be like, uh-oh, what the hell? <laughs> We've never gone through this before. <laughs> no, we have to film during nap time or something. So <laughs> Who's going to do uh, change the baby's diapers? I mean, we'll both, have, we'll both do it. <laughs> That's why I'm waiting because I know the responsibility. That's true. That's you know? true. So you can't just put a blanket on the chair and like our son, give him a bone to go hide and stay occupied. <laughs> eventually, eventually. Eventually. So, so yeah, we're very happy, very excited for the birth of our sweet niece. Everyone's yes. doing well. And so. we'll be able to meet her here in like six weeks. I know. Can't wait. <laughs> She'll be huge. She'll probably just drive herself. <laughs> um, She's such a nugget. Oh my yeah. gosh. So that'll be that'll be great. But yeah, we'll be able to I'm sure we'll we'll post some pictures soon once yeah once Brienne gets around to doing her official announcement so you can see the cutie pie and um, that'll so be really nice precious. and you can find out the uh, size of the child. <laughs> Let us know your guesses below based off of what we said. Maybe we'll do a giveaway if someone <laughs> guesses right. I'm sure Brienne would love that. We're doing giveaways on your child's size. Maybe Guinness Book of Records will give oh, her something. Okay, you're I've had a, a lot wild. of these, yeah. I don't know what the largest baby of all time oh is, but God. she's not that big. Anywho, so do you want to hear about my moon charged water? Yeah, I mean you let's were dying hear to know, it. No. right? I, I kind of make fun, but I, I'm actually super interested. Well, because you've come around a lot. You've really seen how astrology is legit, at least in our lives. Yes, absolutely. So what's the moon water? Okay, so this is moon charged water. We had a new moon uh, this morning. It was at, I think it was seven o'clock. And basically with new moons, it's really good to charge your water because new moons are all about new beginnings, manifestation, um, just like fresh starts and fresh slates. So you leave your water outside underneath the moon all night long with the intentions, whatever it is, if you're manifesting, if there's something you're trying to cleanse, clear out, and you can leave it out there. If you're into the whole crystal situation, you can charge your crystals too, you don't have to. And then you have your moon charged water and you know, everything is energy. So if you take this and you drink it, what do you think's gonna happen? Well, how come you haven't finished it yet? Are you nursing it or are you just, I'm you don't want to wield all the power at once? I don't want to be too powerful at once. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I got I to gotta tell you though, like when, when I first just read like horoscopes, I think if you, if you, if you, if you think about astrology as a horoscope that you read in the newspaper back in the day or something online or whatever, and it gives you like a few sentences it kind of doesn't go that deep. Right. But when you really start digging into it, and I think once we talk to Susan Miller, the astrologer, um, and you really start hearing about the stars and astrology and then how you like look back in your life and how the months kind of go as it's predicted yeah. in a really interesting way. Weird. But when you dive deeper into it, I, I definitely think there's something there and I believe in energy and I think that's why the whole thoughts are things and 
you what you put out is what you get when it comes to the laws of attraction when you're in a hurry and you're frustrated that's when you get the red lights when you're just laid back and open it's when you get the green lights and that's kind of a metaphor for everything in your life so that's why we're really working on uh me more than her because she's naturally positive and awesome all the time so for me anytime that i feel grumpy or slouchy i have to think of myself as grateful and blessed and count my blessings and things i'm grateful for and it brings me right back into it because i'm like let me focus on what i do have i can have goals but i focus on the things i'm grateful for and i let that energy flow because you want to attract things to you that's right and it's quite interesting about this new moon because the new moon happened at 7.05 a.m. The sunrise happened to be at 7.22 a.m. And I guess that doesn't generally happen where it's right at the same time. So they're saying it's really powerful. So from 7.05 to 7.22 Eastern um, to really manifest if that's something you're doing. So I went out there this morning on our balcony and I was doing my manifestations and people were walking by. And they were probably like, what's this crazy girl up to? I'm like, I'm manifesting, baby, because it's powerful. But you feel really good after it. And if at the very least, at least you're filling your brain with really great intentions and things that you want to do and not wasting your energy on something else. So if it makes you feel good, you do it. And that's why I did it. In other news, we had a very eventful day yesterday. We went out to the Clearwater area and had a day filled with exploring the area, looking at different properties for a client. And I gotta say, I love Clearwater. What were your thoughts on it? Um, It was great. I think it was the first time we've ever been. So it continues to expand our exploring Florida and seeing new cities. And I just don't think we realize how large of a state Florida really is. I mean, it is so massive and there are just so many cities. And I feel Florida is one of those states that you could probably name 12 cities. Right. Where if you think of even like my home state, Ohio, like maybe people know Dayton, Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, Toledo. Do you really know like Youngstown or anything like that? Like, of course, Cleveland. Right. Um, But I feel like that's kind of it. But I feel like with Florida, like you've heard of Tallahassee, you've heard of Jacksonville, you've heard of Gainesville, you've heard of, of Orlando and and sarasota and siesta key and miami and miami yeah and fort lauderdale and fort myers and clearwater and saint petersburg like there's like a lot of really known places so yeah it was about an hour and 20 minutes west yep and it's another really awesome beach town and uh yeah we had a very eventful day i think it was the first time that we actually did a hop from address to address Yes. Like I feel like any client in the past that we've looked for has kind of been like a one-off where it's like, hey, can you go do a virtual tour for this? And then like three days later, we'll go do this. Um, And then of course with your parents, it was like the first one they saw. So this was the first time we actually got to work with a client and like hang out and go place to place. And I almost felt like we were part of that, like one of those real estate shows. Oh my gosh. Where you're like, so we started having nicknames for the house. Like this is the bell house. Yeah. This is the ocean view. <laughs> this is the golf view. This is the remodel or the town yeah. home or the dinner bell, like whatever yeah. it was. And it was, it was really, it was just fun to explore new areas and, and, and check out the places. And yesterday 
we went up the west coast of Florida, which is really such a stunning, beautiful area. I just love it so much. And we started a little bit more south in what they call South Pasadena. And I was like, oh, there's a Pasadena in Florida too. What do you know? And then we started going up the coast, um, you know, ending up all the way at Tarpon Springs. So starting from the, the starting point to the end, I think it was maybe like an hour and some change that we drove up. Um, but it was really cool to explore and there were so many different properties and I was really thrilled to see the bang for your buck it, when it comes to condos, even houses. We're gonna go check out a house tomorrow, um, but when it came to condos in those areas, you really can get a lot. You can get a beautiful view for, in my opinion, a great price. It is the only, the, th this is the same thing even in Orlando, is a townhome and or condo really the only downside if you're looking at it financially is that their taxes are usually like kind of average but the hoa is what gets you or condo fee but sometimes they're not that bad some of them were high some weren't horrible no well compared to a house right so if you have a house at the end of the day though you need to either upkeep it or you need to hire it out Right. So if you are saving 400 a month on HOA, but then you need to hire someone to clean the pool, cut the lawn, do the shrubs, if you don't do it yourself, where a condo feels like you just open the key and you're basically sure. renting, it almost feels. You, you have no responsibility unless something breaks inside. But, um, but with a house, it's cheaper. And that's what's really interesting. Is Some that the, houses are. Some aren't, though. It depends yeah. on your area. Well, the area, I'm saying if it's the same price, like a condo that's hypothetically 300 or a house that's 300, you're gonna, it's gonna be about 500 a month cheaper to own the house because of the fees. Right. So that's just depends on if somebody cares about budget, yeah, definitely. then that's a big deal. Definitely. Um, if you don't want neighbors, that's a big deal. But if you want just more of that like turnkey, like go, a condo is so much mm -hmm. more simple you don't have to spend your time well, yeah on and again that's the difference in what every client wants right so some people are like like i'll have some people come to me and they go i absolutely have to have a pool they want all the space possible but then others are like no i don't want the upkeep yeah and that's really interesting to watch too so it's just really based on each person's lifestyle what you're looking for at the moment you know i even go with um you know like my sister and when I talk to her, she wants playgrounds in the area and things to do with the girls, which makes so much sense, you know, because they're a young family. So you, every different uh, client has specific needs that are different. Yeah. And I just love exploring that. It makes it and, fun and different each time. And you start to get to know what people really want because when you buy a house, it's an emotional journey. Um, even when you look for a place to rent, you're just up and down, up and down because you like like a place, but then there's yeah. like a big drawback and then you have to start kind of making like a deal with yourself where you're just kind of like, well, this is a further drive, but I really like the area. This one's a lot more expensive, yeah. but the HOA is low and you start piecing together these puzzles. But when you sit and listen to people on the phone, what uh, listing what they want, you can kind of actually piece it together as the realtor yeah. more than the person after you spend some time because they're just like their heart and souls into it where we're kind of more objective in the sense of like hey you told us like you don't want neighbors on top of you or that you really care about right. this and like this one you like but what about this they're like oh i never thought about that you're so right so you can kind of like Absolutely. be the the voice of reason to help people out and i think that's really cool
Absolutely. I used to feel, you know the show House Hunters? Yeah. I used to feel like, oh, that's kind of BS. How can they not find something that it's just perfect, everything they want? But it really is real life because, you know, you can't control the market as a realtor. What goes up and off the market, I can't control. No. I don't know what's out there. I don't know who's making other offers. So sometimes you really do go, hey, look, I know you really wanted this location, but if you want this location so bad, you're going to have to say bye-bye to the half bath or whatever yep. it is. And you really have to help them figure out what is that little wiggle room that they can do. So... You know, it's just, you never know what's going to happen. And that, I think that makes it exciting. And it's also like the more you look around then people and ourselves, because we're still new to areas, but we become educated so that things start becoming more of a reality. Because once you go look around, like even as we're looking for your sister, mm -hmm. when you get a list of things that they want, but when you start going out there and you go, that doesn't exist. Like everything you want for that price. Yep doesn't really exist right. there's a couple things that you're gonna have to have wiggle room but once you see five six seven places you go okay now i don't really care about how close the neighbors are i care more about this yeah. so that's off the list now you're getting closer yep. to like what it wants so with each person it's a puzzle and so i'm really excited we're going back tomorrow to to uh like the saint pete the area uh, or what's it called? Tarpon Springs and... Um, Richmond or something? Oh, Newport Ritchie. Newport Ritchie. Yep. So we're going to go look. And it's just exciting. It's a big deal. You know, it's not like you're just shopping for like a new pair of shoes. I mean, this is... Buying a house is a very big, Absolutely. important purchase. And it's an emotional time. Like, it's yeah. just fun. Like, you're, you're, you're with somebody who really cares about this decision you it's know life changing it's like it's even Literally. bigger than buying a car it, it just it means so much because it's attached to family like with her sister it's like well where am i gonna you know where are my kids gonna go to school and if i pick this area they're gonna meet best friends that are gonna be with them for life because we chose yeah. this area but if we choose this area they're gonna grow up in a whole different life like these decisions matter or like is there an extra bedroom for when the kids come and visit or with your mom and dad like wanting to be close to us and we were working with a couple other clients that have other needs as well and we're piecing everything together but it's fun i love hopping house to house i do too and speaking on the family end of it i think one of my favorite parts about witnessing everything when it comes to different families or just an individual purchasing a piece of real estate that is going to be the home where they're going to make memories. I mean, even when I go down to South Florida, and my dad does the same thing too. My dad was just in South Florida a few weeks ago, and I saw him the other day, and he was showing me pics of the two different houses that we lived in when I was growing up. And there's something about attaching those memories to a property that you go, oh, what's it look like now? And it makes you think about that time in your life. So when we were at um, one of the condos yesterday, when we were out looking at showing different showings, I saw in one of the rooms they had those height markers for all the kids that grew up there. And I mean, it was years and years and years because it started here, went all the way up there, you know? And you just can kind of get a slice of the history of different families and what happened there. So I love that part of it because I know that each client I'm helping out, I'm like, this is going to be a really special time for you. Yeah, You're going to make a lot of life memories here and a lot of great things are going to happen. So it's just, it's interesting. I love it all. I love every little piece of it. And then also like, 
when you can like see the different taste that people have, like every house you walk into, unless it's a new build, those are pretty cookie cutter in the sense of like, you kind of can imagine what yeah. that would be. But when you're looking at slightly older places or even like 2012, yeah, you know, or in the 80s, 70s, 90s, early, like whatever it may be, like b- below 2015, there's like a different kind of taste that each person has in each kind of character. So you walk into a house and they have the furniture, the paint, yeah. the everything set up that they want. And then you kind of have to imagine, well, what does your client want and how yeah. can they kind of move this around? Is it going to be expensive? Is it just furniture? Is it paint? Like, is there like, what's it going to be? But yeah, every single condo we went to yesterday had a different personality. 100%. And you can learn so much about the owners just by like the knickknacks or the books that are on the coffee tables. And it's a private kind of moment. You know what I mean? Because you're going into someone's house. Yeah. So it's very difficult. And we obviously out of respect, like we wish we could you know take videos but i just it's it's a private thing so we don't want to put that on the internet but there are certain little videos you did on your stories that were like just enough to show but not really showing and a lot of those were vacant too when it's vacant i think that's kind of free game but if someone's living there or maybe you know it's still someone kind of goes in and out it's a little bit different but you know a quick seller's tip if you're ever selling and a lot of people are coming in sometimes if you take um a couple personal photos down when people are coming to look they can envision themselves better in the home as opposed to seeing just all these pictures of people because they're like wait who's that it allows you to kind of really just indulge and go could i see myself here you know you want the clients to come in and go wow i could really envision my life here because ultimately that's what is going to sell the property so it's just interesting all the little things that you pick up as you're going through each property because they're all different and they're all exciting for that reason. Yeah. But there's never a dull moment. Well, and for <laughs> me too, I get to, I, I don't do much talking, especially when we're with like another agent or with the client, just because it's like, it's Alyssa's doing her thing. So I'm more like in the background, but I'm able to like take everything in. And so I love even listening to, and we can take notes on it when, when selling agents are there. There's things that they will do that I go, oh, that felt good. I like that. That's a good tip. And there's things they do that I go, that doesn't feel right. Like you shouldn't, we should never do things like that, you know? And, and like, even this whole, like, I feel like a common thing is a sense of urgency, which can be true. And it's a really great tactic when it comes to sales, but at the same time, it's also like sometimes unnecessary. Well, so there, there are two things on that. It's been very interesting to watch the market change from yeah. spring till now because, yeah, the market is still very hot and could be considered the seller's market. But back in spring and summer, I mean, people were getting just insane amount of offers. Some houses were even 100K over asking. I mean, it was absolutely insane. Cashier, cashier, cashier. And I guess you could say the fever's kind of broke a little bit. It's cooling down because, you know, some properties are staying on the market for a week or two. And every now and then you're starting to see offers like 5K below asking, and that's the one that went through. So it's interesting now to watch how much it's changed from summer till now, because with some of the listing agents, they're writing me after or calling me the next day saying, how did the showing go? What did your client think? And you know, a short three months ago, that was not the case. No listing agent would be calling you. The energy changed. Yeah, it really did. So it's just interesting to watch. And that's the thing with real estate and the market. 
there really is no crystal ball. Of course, there are going to be experts who can give you their opinion and, you know, watching the market trends and seeing what's happening every day. That's the best kind of guidance that you possibly could get. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I really do believe the next few months it's going to cool down a bit. It's the holidays. Everyone just wants to be with their family. No one really wants to move. School just started. Yeah. And I truly believe by next spring, spring is always the busiest season for people to purchase homes. So yeah. I think it'll, it's it's definitely still, there's lower inventory than there's ever been. So there's that. But I think things are going to kind of... It's just equalize. normal now. Yeah. You know, it, it just seems like, yeah, like, what are you looking for? Here's five options. And you're right. like, wow. Where before, with her parents, there was no option. I mean, yeah. there it was, if you aren't ready at midnight looking, and they're like, oh, there's a house. But even if you do happen to get an appointment, you're one of 19 that make an offer. Yeah. So it was like a weird time. So we really got a taste of that May through end of July, biggest rush, biggest, I think the biggest seller's market of all time. And what's really cool was being a listing agent during that time on a property because we had oh that felt weird yeah one hundred because people were like begging almost they're like hey like any like the leverage but I also felt felt was like I think I've said this before it just felt unearned in the sense of like yeah we're like listing this house but everyone's coming I'm like we we don't like it's it's for sale like best offer is gonna win like I don't. Like, thank you. But like they were coming to us as if we could do a favor kind of thing because people were so desperate in those times. But it got your client such a great deal An on their house. And they deal. sold it at the right time because who knows what what's happening now um, in I mean, that area. But Agreed, agreed. Prices definitely though have still been higher. And it was crazy thinking about that property in Winter Garden because there were 100 people who came to an open house. And it was crazy because you know you get to know other agents and they want to talk to you and having that rapport with someone it could you could be like well maybe they'll you know put a good word in for my offer and so you'd get all these character letters and i or not character letters um well i guess they are kind of like that where the potential buyers write to the sellers saying yeah, we have three kids and yeah they do, yeah oh and it pulls gosh. on your heart yes i'm such a sap and i would read through them i'm like this is up to y'all <laughs> I don't know what we would do because I feel as much as I have a big heart when it comes to a business transaction, it's like, look, this guy doesn't care about this house at all, but he's offering 15K more. They have three kids and they are pulling on my heartstrings, but I I got to take the 15K more. But some people don't. Some people are literally like, no, I grew up in this house and I care who's in it. And other people are like, that's great. So you said 15K more, <laughs> go ahead and sign. So it just depends. So we don't, we have never felt that attached to a home. That's so I guess too. I can't really speak on that's that. True but too. but at, yeah. in the end, that seller went with, I believe, A, the best deal, but it was a really excellent family. So it was kind of the perfect, perfect. marriage. Yeah, it was, so it was awesome. It was great. Awesome but, experience. I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the next few months because we have quite a couple deals. We have four clients right now yeah, that we're working up. with. And it's, it's just fun it's so exciting and it gets you back in the game it's very similar to acting yeah it's just like auditioning and it's it's where you have like opportunities to work with people which is something that i think has truly enhanced our life because me and Alyssa have been basically working for ourselves and by ourselves for the past four years 
and now that you've gotten into real estate, we're actually working with others. So we're helping a client sell or buy a home, which is so much fun. Then you're working with like uh, mortgage lenders and you're working with your brokers and, and you're, so you're working together yeah. as a team. Like everyone's bringing something to the table and it's so much fun. And I think that was something that we were missing because obviously me going to work when I was on days, I had that people but at the end of the day I worked like 20 hours a week so a lot of the work was still just us so I love that it's like a big group and that you get to meet people but then you get addicted where we're like who else needs a house yeah we're on the road like where do you want to go like where do you want to be in Florida like we'll go I'm down to just learn and and go and just it's just so much fun so so question what are your thoughts on a scale one to ten would you ever be interested in getting your real estate license? Me? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm, uh, I, I'm, it's growing because, you know, but I just, I'm still able to help and enjoy in the fun, but then you do all like the contract work, <laughs> you know, you and like, the contract and work. she's got the, you know, the brokerage meetings and then the trainings, which I think are phenomenal. But she also fills me in. I do my own, you know, yeah. research and I do my own. So I actually know a lot, um, but I, it's it's in the most like laid back way. But I feel like I should get them at some point because it will help us. Yeah. Um, it's been bugging me that, you know, I have so many people who visit my Instagram profile um, and they don't know you're an agent. Sure. So if there's somebody who's looking for a house in Florida, I can't legally put anything unless I say my wife's an agent but that just comes off weird to me so if I was an agent it would just help on marketing purposes where I can go real estate agent Florida you know actor podcast blah 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 Um, so I think just for marketing purposes it might be worth becoming an agent because it'll help us acquire more clients sure which is ultimately, you know, the goal. So we'll see. But we'll I'm getting closer because I'm really starting to get a taste of the game. And, it's and fun. isn't it fun? And, it's a little addicting. And the relationship, like the, the woman that we're working with now is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like we became like instant buddies within just three hours because you're not just shooting the S, like talking about the weather. You're you're in an emotional, like three hours of people sharing about their family, what yeah. they want. It's like it bonds you so much quicker than just a random person you go get lunch with that you're just trying to get to know because you have to ask those tough questions to really make a deep connection. But with real estate, you hear like about the stories and it becomes emotional. So But you also have an end goal. So the two of you get together and you're like, okay, do you like this? Yes, I love it. Let's go see it. Then you go see it. Oh, wait, I didn't like that. But then, oh, do you like this? Yeah, let's go see it. You go see it. It's a bit of a game. Yeah. Yeah. And you come together to figure out what the best way to win is. So. Exactly. So I'm getting I'm getting closer. I'm getting, I'm getting closer. closer. Well, um, speaking of games, we watched... Squid Game. Squid Game. Now, I heard this one talking about it for so long... Um, well, I mean, it wasn't so long. I guess it was probably a couple days. But he, yeah. he kind of wouldn't stop talking about it. I was like, man, was it that good? Here to report, yes, it was that good and so much more. I feel like for probably two days afterward, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. It just was so interesting. It was so well thought out. The writing and directing were fantastic. The foreshadowing all of the just different storylines and people and relationships were second to none. 
The set design was insane. All of those yeah. beautiful colors. And I love to. Now, obviously, this show, it's a little intense, right? So for anyone who doesn't know what it's about, what, how would you describe it? Um, I mean, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but you'll still enjoy it. It's essentially a place where elites um, recruit a bunch of people who are in financial trouble to compete in child's children's games, such as red light, green light, um, to win money. But there's like kind of a sick twist to it. Um, and there's just so many levels and I don't want to ruin it. Uh, and I will say, cause I watched a lot from one of these TikTok videos that I made, you have to do it in subtitles. So when you watch it on Netflix, watch it in Korean with English subtitles. Don't dub it in English because you're going to lose all of it. You're going to realize it's fake because you're listening to it right. in English dub. But if you actually watch it, we didn't even know any of these Korean actors. So you're also not like, man, that's Brad Pitt. He's doing a great job. Like we didn't know any of the actors or actresses. You're also laser focused. You can't look at your phone or take a bite of anything because you'll miss it because you're reading it. You're just so locked in. It was so good that I rewatched it with her. Yeah. Like I watched it on Saturday and then I think I started watching it on Sunday with you and it, it's just that good. It, it was so, it was from, from top to bottom, there was, there was zero fat oh. on that entire show. Probably the best constructed show that I've ever seen. 100%. Uh, just unique. I've never talked about a show like this so much. And, and here's about the thing it. too. For me, I'm generally not like someone who likes any gore or you watch your action films. I'm like, go have fun, honey. When I first heard about the show, and that's why I didn't watch it the first time, I was like, based on the synopsis, I don't know if that would be my jam. I don't know if I'd be interested in watching that. But the way that they do it when they're playing these so-called games, it's a masterpiece. The music they put with it, like just everything. everything. And it made it easier to watch if that's a thing for you. Um, but man, there was one episode and based on the relationships that these characters created, the acting, the writing, I sat there when the episode was over and I sobbed for like six minutes because I was so touched. It was just so good. And I don't know the last time I've watched something where once it's over, I'm still like, oh my God, <laughs> like I don't see that in general. So it was just, it was a moment for me. And I was like, man, for something to really affect me like this and I have to say too, watching in subtitles, you have to put your phone away because you don't want to miss a beat. If this is something that you're just going to kind of put on in the background, you are not going to enjoy it. it. Yeah. You'll miss everything because there are a lot of twists and turns, really clever writing, and you have to be fully focused. So it allows you in a weird way to truly unplug because I don't know the last time I've watched anything without my phone right here. But whenever I would put this on at night, I go, my phone's gonna be charging in the other room and I'm fully focused. And that was kind of a nice break because I feel I haven't had that experience in years of just truly focusing and unplugging. And I want a season two so bad. So we'll see what happens. I think the director and writer said he's definitely gonna bring in a team for this next go around because yeah. it was a lot. It's this one guy who did it all. And I also read too, he wrote all of the episodes and finished them in 2008. And the industry said, no, 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 no. 
And what do you know? Cut to today. It was finally made. It's been released legit, like worldwide. Yeah. And it's the number one trending show all over the world. So for a reason, it's it, really, really good. And the timing might have been, I mean, maybe mm. it wouldn't have hit, maybe it wouldn't have played as well in 2010. That's true, too. Maybe. I think it still would have because it was flawless. But there's just something about where we are right now. Um, I've read a lot, though, that when it comes to Korean entertainment, that everything is so well thought out and perfectly executed. Every story arc, every character, just as what we watched. Because I've read a lot about this because I, clearly I get obsessed with things and I have to know everything. And apparently that's really how all of their films and television shows are, that you really get that. They take a lot of their time and energy. That's interesting. So, I wonder what their volume is. Like maybe they don't care as much about... Because the United States has... I mean, they've started producing... Um, this was probably always been like this, but a lot of these artsy or well-thought-out kind of things, it's really hard to push it through because you have to just prove numbers. Like at this point, it's like, we'll give you $200 million, but how are you going to make $2 billion on this? And it's just, I think with us, it's just so much volume that every now and then there'll be a great film. But maybe with Korean films and shows, maybe they're... Well, South Korea has, what, 30 million people? I have no so idea. I think that's right. Let's ask Siri. Hey, Siri, what's the population of South Korea? Oh, 51 million. Wow. Huh. So, that being said, I bet those statistics and the data is different with America and our 330 million people versus, I mean, if it starts like that, obviously well, this went global, so that's a little different. It but. depends on where you sell it to, because I know a lot of the films are being sold to China, which is where a lot of these global box office numbers come in. Hmm. Like, I don't even think domestically, some of like the Rocks films or like some of these big, big movies... I think they're banking on the idea that it'll do 800 million in China. Interesting. So it's like the U.S. 160 million, and then like overseas is like 500 million. So they're in in their minds going, you know, that's a whole other podcast to break all this down. But yeah. there's a there's a lot that is that is that goes into it. But it's you know it's a, it's a it's a it's a money business. But you can also sneak in some of the art pieces. What isn't right? Yeah. <laughs> but that is, I would love to look into that. Just what really goes on behind the scenes. And obviously, I mean, we've seen there are a lot of indie passion projects people try and get out there. But at the end of the day, a lot of these people know what's going to make the money. And that's why those projects get made. Well, yeah, because if you're going to give someone $20 million, you want your probably want $30 million back at least. Yeah. So that's how you have to prove it with what stars are attached and... Remember that documentary, Seduced and Abandoned? Didn't they say, was it Alec Baldwin that they were saying, basically, they were trying to pitch their show, and they're like, yeah, Alec Baldwin, you won't sell. Was it him? He that was only, yeah, his name was only worth $4 million. Hmm. So the producer, one of the producers were like, I don't need to read the script. I don't care what the script is. I just need to know who's attached so I can run the numbers. But Alec Baldwin, during that time, was only worth $4 million to investors. So he wanted $10 million for his film, but they're like, you're only going to bring in $4 million. You're Alec Baldwin. You need to get other people attached that will guarantee the $10 So mil. did he ever get anyone I, an actress, right? I think they kind of did. I forget. We should really rewatch that again because it's been years. Yeah. But I wonder they, if they made it. I don't even remember. I don't know. Huh. We should watch that. But they said 95% of making a film is getting the financing. 
-hmm. only 5% of the whole process is actually making the film. So it's a money business. Um, And you have to prove the marketability. And that's why it's so important as well, even for what we're doing, when I talk about acting traditionally, you know, my marketability matters more in today's world than so many other factors on the list. Yeah. Unless I'm being chosen as like the second or third person in a movie or show because yeah. the number one person is who they've banked on. They're betting on this film because of Jeff. He'll bring in the 20 million and Freddie's, you know, actor number three or four and he's a good actor and we're going to pick him. But if, if I if I needed to bring marketability to a film, I only have so much. And that's why it's important for us of why we continue to build our social media because that is what's growing our marketability so that one day in the future, if we want to make a film or we want to go to the traditional route, you have more leverage. Um, Because even though I worked in the industry for 10 years, they're like, great, you can act, but the marketability for somebody who was on The Walking Dead or somebody who's on Modern Family is going to crush me a thousand times out of a thousand times unless they already have the A-lister and I just happen to be there. So they go with who's going to bring the ticket sales the most. And you see a lot of times from some really, really well-known people that it's incredibly hard to get their projects made. Who's the, I think it was a director. He had a ton of Oscars and he threw them out of his window because he's like, they don't Francis need. Ford Coppola. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah in, in, the, in the documentary. Is that where I know that yep. from? He threw his six Oscars out the window because he goes, these are pointless because he, he couldn't get funding. And because they just don't care. They're like, we need to see the whole money. Ryan Reynolds, I think, had Deadpool for 10 years before he got it made. Wow. Super bad they had forever. So a lot of these big like passion films from these A-list stars, they, they needed like 10 years, years of fame and in the making to get it made. Because Ryan Reynolds in, 20, in 20, 2006 probably could bring in $4 million. Ryan Reynolds of 2021 can bring in $30 million. Wow. So you have to like build your your thing. And then even with Goodwill Hunting, that was years ago when the industry was a little different. But I think Robin Williams being attached is what got that greenlit because mm. Matt and Ben weren't famous, How marketable. How did they do that back in the day? How did I, It might have been easier per se because everyone was doing the traditional way. Like maybe it was less competition because now I feel like everyone has reach to these different contacts or the yes people where if you really were going to you know pitch a script you had to do your research you had to get the address you had to know because i remember when i moved to la you could get these books from was it samuel french Mm -hmm. it was samuel french there's this little bookshop and it closed down so sad but you could go and you could see all of the agents and managers in the town and you had to buy this book from Samuel French and it'd have their addresses if you want to send submissions. And now, I mean. Who knows? I, I, heard, a, I heard a rapper say that, um, you know, back in the day had its challenges because they were only going to pick one out of a thousand. But today's mm-hmm. challenges is that everybody is making music. So now you have to stand out between all of them all the the musicians so it's still just as difficult but just a different kind of hard but i will take the current hard because we're in control of it yeah back in the day you literally could be a starving artist and never make it yeah because you could not do it yourself so i would much rather have the control to do it myself 
and then then needing someone to say yes to me. Yeah. Like I don't need a manager or an agent to to win. In t- 1995, you did. You had to. I even remember when Kelly Clarkson won American Idol. She was season one winner and she got massively famous. I mean, she's still massively famous today. But a lot of well-known artists at that time would speak out and go, I don't agree with this. She got famous off of a show. This isn't artistry, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, times were changing and she ended up proving herself and being so, so incredible at what she did. But now, because of where the world's gone with social media, they, they've been able to cut out the middlemen. So it's just a whole new normal that you can put your music out and if you're good enough or the video is that viral video with the viral song, your life can change overnight. So, well, it, it, it just, it, you just attract them to you. Like for most people, if you're a 19 year old kid making music and you get a viral video, managers, agents, and PR people are going to call you and labels. Right. And if you're sophisticated or have a good group of people around you and you could do it on your own, then you'll save a lot of money, make a lot of money, and have all creative control. But it's also not a bad idea if you're 19 and you do have a manager and agent who goes, hey there, young fella. Right. Because they have the business savviness to be like, here's the money, do your thing, we're going to handle all this if you can get a good person. Right. But it just depends on what you need. Mm -hmm. Some people are only artists and they need managers and agents and PRs and accountants to manage because they just need to focus on creating and they hate the marketing and the business side of it and the money side of it. Someone like us, we like that side of it. Like I prefer to be able to have control myself and do my deals. That's what I did in the last four years of days. Like Mm -hmm. they would call me directly and I'd negotiate my deal. (laughs) It wasn't much negotiating because it was just kind of a fair thing that we did, you know? But I like that. Like I never understood of like, so you're just so you're just gonna send me an audition, and then I go and book it, and then you're gonna get ten percent for nine years. Well, because we were with you and no one, yeah. But you you sent me an email like if it was posted online but and I could submit. But they got you the audition. I know, but it's just there. There's it's just it know, seemed like a lot. It. You know, it's different if you had somebody who was there with you, and for some of these actors who have ninety eight roles. It's basically the two things. I think that's where I fell in. People have said you need a manager when you're brand new or when you're Tom Cruise. Because when you're brand new, you don't have a clue and you need guidance. Mm -hmm. And when you're Tom Cruise, you need a manager because you can't read all the scripts, manage all the the scheduling. You can't call up this A-list film and say, hey, listen, Martin Scorsese, I can't be there on Friday. I'm doing this other film. We need a team. But when you're in the middle like we are, I just think it's it, it you just don't need it. But I will say, too, about 90% of artists, actors, musicians are all about the artistry. Like, they make jokes all the time about, oh, that person's an artist. Because you're, you have to be so into what you're doing and that passionate. Like, I joke with you all the time. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're being a dramatic artist because you care so much about that piece of content that you're creating. So a lot of times you're going to see when it comes to artists, they don't want to do the business end. They go, you handle it, let me do what I'm good at, and that's why they don't. And that's why you have managers and agents. But for someone like you who thinks about all those situations and things and you don't mind doing it, you're like, I don't get this. I want to save the percentage and let me do the work. I just just never felt felt like I got any value out of any representation that I had. Mm -hmm. That was my problem. It's like when I first moved out there, yes, I, I wouldn't have had 
the the knowledge to be able to go to and do all this stuff. I had to figure it out myself. So I do give my early people credit. Um, but when you start to learn how agencies work and it's like, you're looking at a breakdown and you're just clicking a button submitting me and it just doesn't make too much sense to me. Like I, I just like, of course you have to negotiate the deal and, and do all of that kind of stuff. But I, I just never felt like, why did I pay all this money? Like what, it, like, I don't understand what you did. Like, why didn't I keep that money? And like, no one helped me about what my finances. No one told me what to do. Like, no accountant, manager, how, agent how many, ever sat down and told me. How many auditions did you go on? 500. So do you truly believe if you had access to all those breakdowns that every single day you would have looked for auditions? No. So you got those auditions because of different representation. Yes. Which is why they get paid because they're the ones who every day sit and go through every breakdown. They have a client list of 60 people, 100 people. They're trying to figure out who's going to be good for this role. They're trying to go, oh, I know this casting office. They know me. They owe me a favor. I can get this new guy in and show him that I'm going to work really hard for him. And then that guy gets in who could have been you and you booked it. So it just, it all works in different ways. I mean, I totally get what you're saying, but it's still a lot of work to get someone in that door for a legitimate audition. I think so. I mean, I, I think if you get me an audition for, it, it's like how I do even now with like, I, I do have a, I guess you'd call her an agent or a manager. She's a management yeah. company. Social media Who manager. connects me with brands. For, so when I do my brand deals, but you rarely audition, it's basically just offers based on, they can just look at your Content book of work. Numbers, yeah. But that to me is valuable because it's very cut and dry. It's like, you're going to get a percentage because you're giving me this deal. But with, with acting, it's like, yeah, if I book a commercial and you got me audition, here's 10%. But I think the thing that gets me is like, there are people who will audition and then book a show like Big Bang Theory for 10 years. And it's like that one audition, you're gonna get paid for 10 solid years because you negotiate the contract after that. It's crazy, it's crazy. So, but I haven't been in that situation because I, like I said, I didn't have a manager and agent, but each manager I did have an agent did help in facilitating. Sure. But I guess the like grabbing like my potential at that time and really steering my career and helping me yeah. is where it all fell apart because it was like I was working on this on the, the, the soap but like where was the manager and agent who was like all right Freddie's on the soap opera but he's off all these weeks like we're getting him a big movie we're gonna do all this like it was kind of like oh he's on days now and like we'll get him some stuff but like no one like really took charge yeah. and like helped me in my career. Like you you essentially got me auditions. Well, but that's what a manager is for. A manager is like a personal trainer. They need to be there with you going, okay, this is what we're doing. I'm going to show you how you can do all of this great stuff and this is the next thing. Agents are kind of more like, hey, we negotiate the deals. And get you the appointments. Yeah, but the manager 100% that is their job. And that's why people pay another percentage to them. So maybe it... I just have a slight chip on my shoulder and I'm excited to build on my own. Absolutely. That That's just what it is. It's just kind of like, I, I want the pride of being able to be like, I can build on my own. Sure. And if, if the right person comes into my life, just like the wonderful woman who helps me with my brand deals, love her. Because it just feels like a fair exchange. Definitely. And um, now that I'm older too and I'm more wise, like it'll be interesting to see who comes into my life um, but yeah, I would say most of the time they did help, but I'm, 
Just I will don't. say though, now in our life, I'm feeling really confident with the people that we're meeting, that we're attracting when it comes to business, friendships. Like I just feel really good with a solid group of people surrounding us. Yes. Like everyone we're meeting has been wonderful, just all across the board. Doesn't matter what it's for. So I feel very grateful for that. And on that, I'm going to drink my last, last sip moon of water. moon water, baby. Well, anywho, y'all, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We had quite a fun little podcast today. We did. A lot of different topics, and I'm so excited for baby number two, Auntie Life. Auntie and Uncle Life. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll keep you posted on everything. We'll be back here next Wednesday. So thank you all very much. We appreciate you, and have a great week.